and we are live. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Geeking Cannabis. Today, I'm here with Douglas as we go over what it was like for him growing up during the 60s, 70s, 80s, and experiencing cannabis for the first time. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Douglas? My name is Douglas Alexson. I'm 69 years old. And that's a horrible age to be admitting. <laughs> <laughs> and what else you want to know? Well, when were, how old were you when you first started smoking cannabis or were first introduced to well, cannabis? That was in 1965. So I'm 69, and that was... I would have to say, because I was born in 51, 65, and what, 16? Does that sound about right? Yeah. It was a graduation present from my best friend at the time, whose brother got him and me a couple of joints. (laughs) And uh, I really don't know how high I got, because we just thought it was funny then, Mm because we were just eighth graders, you know. But uh, it didn't stop from that point on. <laughs> and, then, and it didn't lead us to heroin and all the other drugs, like they said. <laughs> but that was about it. I was in eighth grade, going into high school. And from that point on, it was nonstop until 1994, I think, when I started working at the casino. Okay. So, like, what was the stigma around cannabis when you were growing up? Was it bad, good? Well, you didn't want to get caught with it by your parents or the school or something like that. But they were pretty... They didn't really know what... I don't think much about it as the one smoking it did. Mm -hmm. Because I handed a joint during a fire drill at school to my friend and you know we were all outside during the fire drill and we were smoking pot and the teacher grabbed that joint threw it down and stepped on it and dragged us into the office and wrote us up for smoking during the fire drill was it for cigarettes that they wrote you up for (laughs) that's right it was like they didn't even know it was pot so and I remember one day my dad found, and I have to say it wasn't mine, <laughs> because it wasn't. Uh, there was rubbers underneath the mattress and a bag of pot, but it was my friend's. And he stuck it underneath there I, for some reason. I don't know why, but he, he was always over there. So, But uh, my dad found it, and he threw it on the kitchen table and like just to bring up marijuana in front of my dad was horrible Mm -hmm. he would lose his temper and start screeching just talking about it but he didn't even know it was pot because when I saw the pot I was like turning around to leave and all he said was what kind of girls you hang around with he didn't even ask about the bag (laughs) so well, <laughs> I said, well, at least they're not getting pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should 
give me credit for that. <laughs> but anyway, that was that. So your dad grew up in the era of watching the yellow journalism about cannabis and hearing the... Oh, he um, hated it. Yeah. What do you think was his main influence for hating cannabis? Just because he was a redneck, you know, about everything, you know, about everything, you know. Long hair, beetle boots even, you know, just everything. He did, if it didn't fit what he grew up doing, it, you know, it was wrong. And because it's against the law, he can use that on the pot part. But he ended up smoking marijuana when I, when we were older. We had a party at my house. This was after my mom passed. And uh, he was there drinking scotch. And there was a girl, he says, boy, she's really cute. And I went up to her and I gave her a joint. And I said, hey, well, my dad thinks you're really cute. She goes, he is a handsome man. <laughs> and I said, well, good. Then <laughs> get along fine. I said, take him out, give a tour of the back, because we lived in a big place of the backyard and the house. And uh, she said, okay. So they went out there, and all of a sudden they came back about 20 minutes later, and my dad looked at me with this odd look on his face, and he goes, guess what I just did? And I went, what? And he goes, I just had me some of that wacky tobacco. <laughs> and I started laughing. And uh, it was funny, too, because the next day after he drank a half a bottle of scotch, if not more, and we only lived you know, a few miles from the my house where we were partying. And uh, I'll never do that again. I couldn't find my way home. I said, oh, yeah, nothing to do with the bottle of scotch, right? It was the, <laughs> the marijuana. But he did smoke it a lot after that. Mm. And uh, he thought it was funny. He'd say the funniest things. <laughs> I was holding on to it, and he goes, we were in a car, and he goes, Give me that wanger. And I was like, what's a wanger? <laughs> like, you're making up your own name for pot, the stuff you ate? Because he hated all my friends and everybody because we were long hairs. Mm -hmm. You know, he kicked us out of the house. And I guess one day he was talking to my sister. She goes, you know, I have to admit, uh, for being a bunch of long hair, they're the nicest bunch of people. <laughs> so we just gave in, you know, finally. But he was old, you know, mm -hmm. getting older. And he was having fun. Okay. For the first time, you know, yeah. rather just being nasty about everything, he smoked some pot and laid back. You know, pot's good for you. Would you say that pot makes you more laid back and relaxed than alcohol does, where it makes you more aggressive? Well, actually, uh, at the time of smoking pot in my life, there were very few moments where I just smoked it without drinking. <laughs> you know, but like in the morning, we'd get up and smoke it. We'd smoke it all night long, and we'd go to bed, smoke a joint before we went to bed. You know, all of us. That's, that's just what we did. But actually, <clears throat> I can do anything smoking pot where after you just drink enough, sort of, mm -hmm. like, can mess up your, <laughs> you know... I never got dizzy smoking pot. I do now. That's why I don't smoke it. I can't smoke it now. It's too strong. But booze kills. Marijuana don't. Mm -hmm. You know, booze can if you let it, you know, because it can yeah. 
take you know take you out of the loop you know mm-hmm. where pot just your final moment would be like eh I'm I'm done I'm ready to go to bed you yeah. know yeah. where booze could make you go to bed mm-hmm. and not wake up that's yeah. right because booze you can asphyxiate on which is you get sick from drinking too much and then you'll throw up and you end up just breathing in your own vomit and that's how you can die but that's how Bynum died I think the drummer for Zeppelin. Okay. I didn't know that. Well, I might not know it. I think I heard that. So. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, pot cannot kill you. It um, doesn't affect your breathing in your heart. So as much as you think, like, when people are having a panic attack off of smoking too much, you actually can't die. Well, I don't know if you can't die. I mean, I, I can't say the smoke's great for your lungs, but yeah, I'm not... It might be good for your lungs because it's got THC in it to heal. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. never know. It's uh, the uh, butane from the lighters and stuff like that that's not good. If you're smoking like a vaporization where it just heats it up naturally, that's a lot better for you. Well, I'll never know because I can't smoke pot now. Yeah. It just doesn't do it for me. And it's not because I don't like it. It's just it's too strong. If I could get a bag of weed like I had back in the day, mm-hmm. I, I'd smoke it. Maybe, but maybe that's too strong now because I quit for a long time. You know, I was working where I made more money than I was going to get caught smoking pot Mm -hmm. because they took hair tests. So they'd be able to tell when the last time, yeah. So I quit. So when do you think, like, cannabis got too strong? Like, in between when you quit and now? Well, I would say before the... Good stuff that like the medicine, you know, medical stuff came out. I uh, was at a house and I uh, was getting ready to go for a motorcycle ride. And I hadn't smoked pot in a while. And the guy, kid downstairs had some. He says, here, have a hit. And I took a couple hits because I knew what pot do to me. It just make me mellow out. Mm-hmm. So by that time... I I walked upstairs and was getting ready to go. Then I walked outside, and then I I looked at the girl, at the, the my girlfriend at the time. I said, maybe we should just put the bike in the garage and because I hadn't smoked pot in a while, and take the car because we're not going that far anyway, and we might as well just drive. Yeah, yeah. it'd be you know because I did smoke some pot and. You know, I'm starting to feel it. And so then we put the bike in the garage, and then uh, I get in the front seat of the car, and I, you know, to drive, and I go, well, maybe you should drive, and because all of a sudden I started just getting, and then I got on the other side, and then we drove to the bar, and I says, you know, you just go on in there, because I, <laughs> so it was really strong then. Mm-hmm. And it was still during while I worked uh, at the casino, and I had and I and they quit the hair testing. Okay. And so I knew I could take a couple of hits and get away with it. But uh, she ended up driving me back home. I I fell asleep. And I mean, literally just passed right out. That's how. So it was pretty strong then. But now that this stuff today. The vapes and, and the medical, you know, stuff. I've taken 
one hit and my whole night's ruined. I can't stand up. I can't. So it's just way too strong. So I, and, you know, it's probably, I can't imagine getting any stronger. Yeah. Well, they're trying to find ways to. They're up to about 35%, I believe, with THC and CBD. And back when you were younger, it was like about 6% around there. So it's gone up significantly, and mm-hmm. I think part of it is the hydroponics and the way it's grown. They're able to add nutrients to it in order to, like, manipulate certain cannabinoids to make them stronger, to take them out completely. It sure does smell good, though, because mm-hmm. that's, a, you know, that was one of my favorite parts of, you know, good marijuana the, from the regular stuff you bought. Then all of a sudden you get that skunky smell. Boy, that stuff. And then nowadays the... the the vapes don't smell that, you know, like, I don't know, they're not as strong smelling as when somebody has mm-hmm. the regular flower. And it looks so nice, too, compared. Mm-hmm. We just had a bag of ditch weed, you know, that <laughs> it looked like, you know, weeds. You know, nowadays they got these nice big buds and they're sticky and, and you have to cut them with the scissors to roll them. But I did find out a little too late is that you probably only needed a couple of hits anyway, even back in the day. Mm-hmm. If you would have just taken two good hits, you could have had a whole joint, you know, left. But we we just smoked the whole thing, you know, all the time. Yeah. So what kind of effects did you have from smoking that much? I would say it just laid me back, made me, you know, like I'd get into some music, turning it up, you know, and enjoying that. And it just... You know, my play music, you know, and I probably could have played a whole lot better if I wouldn't have smoked while I was playing, you know. Mm -hmm. But we smoked at the beginning of the gig. During a break, we'd go out to the car and smoke, you know. It was like a nonstop thing once you start smoking pot. Mm -hmm. But I think I would have practiced more if I, you know, wouldn't have been such a pothead. Okay. I'm not saying pot. I think pot's great stuff you know, for what it is and what it does. But if you want to do things, you should probably wait till you're done doing them. Mm-hmm. You know, because it could make you go, hey, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> so I think uh, pot's got its good points, but it could make you lazy. Yeah. So do you think, like, smoking pot? And hungry. And hungry, yeah. <laughs> do you think smoking cannabis really pushed you into music itself though with like listening to it more and then wanting to play it when you were no, smoking I, I uh, loved music all along and <clears throat> I don't think marijuana would have made me love it any better than I do because I love it more than anything now and I don't smoke pot so mm-hmm. but I don't think it I don't think it helped me no I don't think it gave me incentive. I think just the Beatles gave me incentive to want to be like, you know, do that, you know. Mm-hmm. It was it had nothing to do with pot. Okay. So what kind of was the stigma around cannabis? Like, what would they say about it? Like, do you remember watching any journalism? So, like, Reefer Madness or anything like that in school? <laughs> I couldn't get through it. No? You know, I could... It was just so ridiculous. I just... Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Isn't I that ridiculous? Reefer Madness. Like, really, people are going to do that from smoking pot? 
See how crazy they got in that movie? That's, they don't, if they had, they had some pot that had speed in it then because they were just, they acted too crazy. And then, I don't know, it was the stupidest movie ever. Reefer Madness, for those of you who haven't heard of it, is a movie about cannabis. It's against cannabis, which was played um, throughout school and stuff like that in the 50s and 60s, 70s, 80s. Up until now. To try to get you to not want to smoke it. Yeah, and they portrayed people smoking cannabis, and then at one point somebody killed someone because of smoking cannabis. Yep, it was (laughs) crazy. (laughs) Like, the you would be too lazy to want to kill anybody. We go, hey, can you kill that person for me? I'm (laughs) tired of listening to him. You know, no, that's no. (laughs) That was the funniest. Because it was such a lie, mm-hmm. you know, about marijuana. It was a total lie. Which, I, you know, it's funny how people could make you think you'd believe that. Mm-hmm. But my dad did. <laughs> Back in the day. Uh, yes. Do you think that cannabis should be a Schedule One drug with no medicinal properties, no room for research, and... Unable to become legalized. Well, how much more research do they need? They've been we've been smoking marijuana since the '60s, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, I you know I can't find any newspaper articles where people died from it. Find stacks of them from cigarettes mm-hmm. of people that died from smoking cigarettes, but I haven't. So they know that it's a whole. They won't admit it, maybe, but they know it's a whole lot safer. Because you're only smoking, you know, a little bit. You're smoking a cigarette all the time. When you're smoking pot, it might be a few times a day. And you're sharing it. Mm-hmm. So you're not smoking a whole cigarette, you know, a whole joint. So they've got enough. I think it's okay, and I don't think it should be. I don't think people should be driving around in their cars smoking up like we did. We would get pulled over by a cop, and I'd go, oh, my God, we're going to get, you know, because the car was full of smoke, and we'd be, you know, like, and you could smell it. And for some reason, I don't know why, but they didn't do anything. They didn't say, I smell pot, and if they did, they would say, if you didn't have See, I always told people, you know, don't be driving around with a bag in the car. If you're going to bring pot, bring a joiner to the what you're going to smoke. You don't want to get caught with the bag. And usually if a cop caught you with a half a joint left, he'd throw it down on the ground, rip it up, you know. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's uh, they should just let people smoke it. And if it's in your system, you shouldn't be in. Like, I just lost my job because of the gummies. Was it CBD? Not marijuana gummies, just the CBD oil. Mm-hmm. And I lost my commercial driver's license because it came up, THC. And it couldn't have come up much because there's most of them gummies are the oils that you take for, you know, for your health. Mm-hmm. They only have like maybe 3%. Yeah, 3% to 0.001 or yeah, however so, much. They couldn't have found much in my system. Mm -hmm. They should have, you know. 
So I think they should just let it go. Just let them smoke it. Because I think there's testing nowadays that comes up with either you're smoking it right currently and you're high or you used it like 10 hours ago or something like that. In that regard, I think it should be legalized because you can use cannabis like a painkiller or like um, if you have a headache or you're having inflammation or if you're cramping because you're on your period or something. So like it has a wide range of benefits and stuff like that. But it is awfully strong, I got to say. I don't know if people should be... I don't know how high... Do you smoke it? <laughs> I do. I have my medical card. And what does it do to you when you smoke it? Because I, have... I get dizzy on the stuff you smoke. So I'm, my theory behind that is because you're smoking so much when you were younger, there is cases where it can make you dizzy when you're older, and so you can't smoke even just a little bit of it. because You it'll... can't smoke one hit. Mm-hmm. So when you smoke it, it what do you get? Do you get the effects like I say I get? Tired, want to listen to music maybe a little louder and, and hungry? It just depends on what I'm smoking because there's sativa and indica, and that doesn't describe exactly what the cannabis is doing. There's the terpenes in it, which is like linalool, which is the tired that you're talking about, which is more sedative, which is in indica, which is in the couch. So I'm guessing that the strains that you would smoke when you were younger were more indica and wanting to just chill out and sit and Yeah, relax. but I've tried the other. Sativa and stuff like that? Yeah, I've tried, you know, the stuff that doesn't make you tired and it still makes me dizzy, you know, like mm-hmm. a dizzy. I mean, stand up dizzy, sit back down, you know, right away. I'd wonder if hemp would actually be better for you to smoke because it still does have THC and CBD, but like really trace amounts of it that maybe it's low enough that you'd be able to take it and still have medicinal benefits from it. But I know that sativa makes me really anxious, but it also helps with my ADHD and helps me focus. So it's like I only can smoke one or two hits or else I get really paranoid and I'm just like looking at everything else and I'm like just not where I should be. Yeah, I really just don't like the feeling anymore. It makes you paranoid for some reason. Mm -hmm. And so it's just not me anymore. Plus I... It's not good for my throat since I'm a singer. Mm-hmm. So I'm better off, yeah. I would say, not doing it. And for those of you who don't want to smoke cannabis but still want to consume it because of your throat, like you just said, I would recommend edibles and stuff like that. And I would just be careful with how much percentage is in the edibles itself from the marijuana that's used. And then also um, how many milligrams is in the edible itself because like you'd only want to start with about 2.5 milligrams to 5 milligrams to start. Start low and slow, go up from there. Yeah, gummies would probably be the best thing for most people, actually. Mm-hmm. Why do you want to suck smoke down your lungs? Yeah. You know? Unless if you're doing it safely with a vaporization or something like that. But even then, some people are saying that cannabis can still be bad to consume with vaporization. But it just depends on the research and who you're talking to. I would have uh, rather uh, chewed a gummy back in the day than smoke it, because it was it was actually harsh, you know. Every time, you know, like did it every day, but it was still like. <laughs> would you so, end up like hacking up a lung too? Well, you could if you did if it went down the throat the wrong way, like a, like anything, you know, you start choking on it. But it was, uh, you know, it was what it was, and it was. Our time, you know, the hippies. <laughs> yeah, and you guys we're, were the start of cannabis. We were smoking that pot and doing that acid and 
having fun. And uh, I don't know if I would do it again the same way, if I was able to grow up again, because there's things I would like to have done that I know I didn't do <laughs> because of it. But uh, I don't regret that I did do it at all, all the stuff that I did, because I did it, mm-hmm. you know. Makes you who you are today. <clears throat> That's right. Yeah. It's fun. So when do you remember, like, when edibles came out? Well, since I met your parents. <laughs> Was that okay to say you'd be crossing that off the... the <laughs> Well, I mean, not that they were eating them like potato chips. They just, you know, said that if I didn't like smoking pot, I could eat them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's about, you know, like when the medical stuff came out. Yeah. You know, how long ago was that? Um, I feel like the 90s in uh, California, I believe. I'm not 100% on that, though. Don't quote me. But What about here? How long have I known your parents now? Hmm. When we used to go, how old were you when I first started I coming around? You were little. I was little. <clears throat> and they were going to the Elmer's doghouse. That's where I met them. Mm-hmm. And George. Um, huh. I don't even, you know, I can't remember that kind of stuff. I have a friend who will go, oh, yeah, that was in 1973. Yeah. Like, really? I can't remember last week and you're remembering <laughs> something that happened in 1973? Good for you. <laughs> I have people that remember weird things, like this one girl I went out with. She knew everybody in anybody's eye color that she mm-hmm. met. Oh, they had blue eyes. Or... Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> My friend Chuck, though, he would remember. And he always would do things like, and if I may use the word... And come up with this big ass word, and I go, no, no, you can't use that word because I don't know what it means. You know, <laughs> at least have the dictionary right next to it when you say it. <laughs> but he always did that when he was trying to explain something or something. I could hear him in the front room talking to somebody, and he goes, "And if I may use the word," <laughs> he would come up with some word, and I'm like in the kitchen going, "Why can't you just use the word? You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of that word." He was funny. So, it took him a long time yeah. to get off on pot. We uh, kept making him smoke it, and he just would. And the, and for the longest time, then one day we were out at Illinois Wesleyan, the college, visiting my friend, and we were all smoking in the dorm. And all of a sudden, he just started laughing and giggling, and we're looking at him over there, and we're going, What's wrong, Chuck? He goes, I think I just got off for the first time on marijuana. Because he was just laughing and just having a good old time. I said, are you hungry? <laughs> That'll be a good clue. <laughs> yeah. So what are your favorite memories of smoking growing up? Well, since I did them every day. I mean, we did. It, was, it wasn't a day that went by that didn't smoke pot. I mean, not Sunday, not any day but it was fun you know like being hippies uh when we would back in the day of the you know the real 60s hippies you know we had just 
there'd be always a place where a bunch of hippies were meeting on a hill somewhere, or, you know, playground or, uh, you know, where there was an area. And how would you know to meet there since there wasn't any phones or technology like that? Because somebody would just say it and then, you know, we just walk over there, you know, because we weren't driving yet then. Mm. And uh, the flower children, (laughs) all that stuff was, it was pretty cool. But we would, then there'd just be a bunch of hippies sitting around. You know, we went to the woods a lot after we started driving, you know, and hung around certain areas, you know, preserves. And uh, I don't know, it was just, it was just the whole time was fun. Did you go to a lot of music festivals? I uh, went to music. Local ones, I never got to go to a big one. Okay. You know, like I've been to festivals that it was, you know, like at Soldier Field, you might not seem like it, but the, when you got the bleachers full and the whole football field full of people, it's just like a festival. Mm-hmm. And and a whole lot easier to go to the bathroom and stuff than mm-hmm. if you're stuck in a 500,000 people festival. Yeah. You know, I don't think I, I don't think I would have had fun. No. No, no, I would. I mean, I would have enjoyed saying I went there after the fact, but I think I'd be miserable in the heat, and you know, just yeah, I don't think I would. I would have went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all there is to that. But I don't think I'd have been happy yeah. during three days of it, you know, or whatever. So, what was hippie culture like? Because you are part of that generation with the yes, people who... Had my, I could grab my hair like that. We all <laughs> all the way our, down to your butt. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't that far, but I mean, middle of my back. I mean, okay. I'm just saying, we all had our long hair. And it seemed like, I'll tell you, when you first went and your hair grow long, mm-hmm. and it's short because it's been short, it seemed like it took forever. But it seemed like all your friends, hey, they all got long hair, and I'm still, you know... And it, but you know, it just seemed like it took forever. But when it finally grew, it grew, and uh, it was a whole different thing. You know, it was it was back in the days that you don't have the coffee houses today like they had back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, back then they were just incense burning and candles, and and uh, I mean, I I've been to coffee houses. That, you know, like they were called coffee houses, but they were just. Not like today, you know, it's nothing. Back then it was always dark, you know, in there and and you could smell a joint in the air somewhere because somebody's going to light one up somewhere. So did they have like traditional coffee and stuff like that or? You know, I don't remember because I don't recall going into any one of them and drinking coffee, you know. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> that's, I you know. It was just all those little places where you'd see single artists sitting up on the stage playing in the ground round. Do you remember that? You wouldn't mm-hmm. remember that. Uh, it was a place called the ground round. It was one of the first places that the peanuts were all over the floor and, you know, where you could crack them, just throw it on the floor. And, and uh, they started having, you know, then some of the little bars started to, after we started getting older, started, let's get the hippies, in, you know, like singing in our 
you know, in the corner of the restaurant and stuff like that, and that all started. And as soon as you take a break, right outside of the joint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm surprised I still can sing today with all the pot we smoked. Yeah. It was rougher. Cigarettes are smooth mm-hmm. when they go down your throat, you know, a puff of cigarette. There was nothing smooth about an actual joint with pot in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it never go down smooth. And the better the pot, it would go down smooth in a way, but then it's like, you know, you're like, oh no, I'm gonna cough, I know it's coming, you know, it would wanna come in. Mm-hmm. You know, the skunky good weed was really hard on your, on keeping it down mm-hmm. without you wanting to start coughing. But that was, a, and then we had the gold, Acapulco gold. My favorite was tie stick. What's that? It was a stick about this long and it came in a cigar tube mm-hmm. and it was a stick with buds on it, you know, and it was all sticky, and I mean really sticky. And it was called tie stick, and boy, it tasted wonderful. I didn't like hash. I really, I mean, I smoked a lot of it, but I really didn't like it as much. Why I didn't not? like the high. No? No. What different. was the difference? It was more of a, marijuana just lays in you, you know, like, you know, you sit back. A lot of like opium hash and stuff like that. It was like a, a challenge. Once you were high on it, you know, it was like, because you were probably high on the marijuana too, because you didn't just go somewhere and smoke hash. You were stoned already, and then you'd go somewhere and somebody would have hash, and it would change your high. High, and I, I didn't, I didn't like it that much. So, but I did like the tie stick. That was good. Wonderful. It's like the stuff today, you know, the smell of that good sticky stuff. Mm-hmm. But this stuff actually was oily. Okay. I mean, it was, and you had to cut it up because, and it, and you most likely wouldn't have rolled a joint because you didn't get that much in that tube of that so stick. So was it pre-rolled or is it just in no, a tube? No, it, it was a stick, like a long sticky butter, you know, like, and they just stuck it in that tube mm-hmm. and sold it to you for a lot of money to us at the time. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, I don't know if it was, if they soaked it in something, had, were able to find nice buds that were thin and that would fit in a, but it was from Thailand, so, and it was pretty oily, but you'd have to smoke it in a pipe. Okay. Like a hookah pipe or just like... We didn't have hookah pipes at the time. I mean, I mean, we had pipes that looked like, you know, they came out, but... At the time, we just had pipes, corn cob pipe, uh, any pipe we could even make out of a toilet paper roll. You know what I mean? How do you do that? <laughs> well, you would take the toilet paper or a Coke can. You know, you'd a toilet paper roll you'd tape up on the one side, you know, so the air wouldn't get out. Mm-hmm. And then you'd just poke, try to get an indent in there and then poke a bunch of holes in it with a pen. You know, and then you would stick some marijuana in there. Somebody would light it. <laughs> you know, and then a uh, Coke can too. You'd get an indent into the can, and and uh, and then we did shooters a lot, What's that? which was we'd put the joint in your mouth backwards, and then go up to your nose and 
<laughs> blow the smoke in, into your, and you would sniff it up. And, uh, and then in a car, you'd plug in, if you had a little roach left, you'd plug in the lighter, and when it was red, you'd pull it out and drop that roach in there, and it'd just shoot smoke up, and you'd sniff it. And, uh, and uh, yeah. We had a friend who worked at the hospital who used to come over all the time with the weirdest roach clips. He had this artery clamp. You, it, when he hands it to you, it, it's like all oh, beautiful, you know, chrome and from, and they're, it's weird that they have them so bent and twisted and you'd have to find the two that moved and then it would open that thing up and you'd put the roach in there and smoke it. <laughs> and he would come over all the time and with different, Clamps from the hospital that he worked at. So that was weird. And then we all bought those hemostat things. Those they look like scissors, but they they just close at the top to like hold the joint and yeah, smoke it. Yeah, they, weren't they called hemostats? I'm not sure. And then they click together with the at the bottom. They there'd be a thing that would make them click together. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-mm. Well, think of like, say, like a, two things that would go like this. And then it would click, yeah, type in hemostat, yeah. Oh, so like scissors. <clears throat> they look like scissors, but they... And then at the bottom, in between there, see how there's a thing? Well, they got clicks that you could shut it and it won't open. <laughs> so instead of having to try to pass that... He must mm-hmm. add over to somebody. You could just hand it to him without worrying Worry. about it opening yeah. and dropping. We used to have a table like this, but it was this thick. Like really thick. Oh, yeah, very thick. And it was longer than this one in our kitchen. And we'd sit at it and smoke a joint. And, you know, just six or was, you know, or however <laughs> we're sitting there. For some reason, we'd sit on it. And we hung in the kitchen all the time. Mm-hmm. So we're all the time. There'd be nothing in there to eat, and we'd still be in the kitchen. But uh, we'd be sitting up there, like Daryl, this one friend of mine, he's got the joint, and he's like, and it fell on the ground, and everybody at the table went, yep. (laughs) The joint fell. (laughs) And one person (laughs) hopped off to get it, you know? (laughs) It was like, we were already stoned enough, I guess. And then you're like, well, I better pick it up. <laughs> Somebody, I did. I think I did get up and get it because I was right next to the guy that dropped it. But he was like, yeah, I dropped the joint. <laughs> and not a soul jumped, moved at all except like this. It's a look. <laughs> yeah. You, you dropped did. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a rug, so it's not going to hurt nothing. <laughs> It'll just keep burning. <laughs> Yeah, you get, that's how lazy you, you could get smoking a joint. That's what I mean about, you know, it takes your desire to go do something away, you know. Mm-hmm. Did that high ever change for you? No, it was always like that until I quit. Yeah. Until I started back again, it was just so much stronger. At first it came up and I'd go, oh, wow, it came up pretty fast, you know. Mm-hmm. But then it just kept going up, you know, on two hits. And this was just... Not even medical. This was just a joint some guy had that was good back. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was fun, though. Yeah, and so you said that 
you did not like mixing the cannabis with music, but you are a musician, a musician now, and you are in the Nigel Ajax band. So, what is kind of your experience with that now that you don't smoke and you play? Um, well, the thing is, I, I really don't miss it. No. So I don't even think about it, and nobody. Well, not nobody, but most of us in the band don't smoke it. And there's a couple that might, uh, if it was somebody handed it to them and they were in the basement or something, they might take a hit off it. Mm-hmm. But most, I wouldn't, you know, because it just doesn't do it for me no more. Which, in a way, I don't look at it as a good or bad thing, but I... Yeah, because I wouldn't mind being able to sit around and smoke pot with my friends. Mm-hmm. But actually, most of them don't smoke it anymore anyway, so I really don't miss it. I I loved it, but I don't miss it. Okay. I don't miss the paranoia feeling. Mm-hmm. No. Is that a blue microphone, too? Mm-hmm. These are nice. Yeah. Do you think that... There are medical benefits of cannabis from your experience or just seeing what it can do? I would think so because, uh, you know, I could croak tomorrow, you know, but uh, I, whenever I go to the doctors, I'm pretty healthy. Who knows? Maybe it's because I smoke so much pot. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I take a lot of vitamins. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just got a good immune system. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm not going to stop taking vitamins. Does that matter if it does that? Mm-mm. Oh, <laughs> I don't, but I'm not going to stop taking vitamins thinking that I'm this healthy specimen, <laughs> you know, so I just keep doing what I do. Doctor even says, just do what you do, you know, you know, you're doing all right. <clears throat> so, and it could be though, for all them years of smoking pot, it could have slowed your system down, you know, instead of, you know, because it did slow mine down and, and THC evidently is not something that is shunned at, you know, like like Coke or something like that, you know, so. It's interesting, though, that cocaine is a Schedule II drug, which is below cannabis and can still have research done on it, but cannabis is a Schedule I where it can't have research, it has no medical benefits, but it's been... Oh, I think it has medical benefits, I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah. Actually, uh... Somebody that's back in the day, if somebody was just getting like way too anxious and hyper, we'd make them, hey, smoke this. You know? <laughs> you Help know? them calm down. Yeah. No, there's, it's like everything. You know, they just don't know the answers. Mm-hmm. It's like aspirin could be horrible for some people's stomach, but aspirin is actually a miracle drug on its own mm-hmm. for people's hearts and stuff. I mean, it's, it's probably a lot better than Tylenol or anything like that. Yeah. And they're saying that the plant itself actually is better for you than when they just take the concentration form of the plant and turn it into something like the Tylenol or... Aspirin's from a plant? Mm-hmm. Oh, see? I, I forget know. which plant exactly, but they say... The aspirin plant. Yes, the aspirin plant. You see plant. all those little white things? I was wondering what those things were. They're aspirins. <laughs> See, plants, maybe that's, uh, you know, you're supposed to eat plants. Mm-hmm. We have straight teeth. We don't have fangs to rip meat. Mm-hmm. That's why tigers eat meat. We have teeth like giraffes, mm-hmm. and they don't eat meat. 
They eat flowers. That's right. And trees. And people, I don't know, all I know is that a lot of people that just are vegetarians I know are fat. But that's also because <laughs> Not all of them, but I'm just saying. Yeah, sometimes the vegetarians don't like vegetables, so they like eating all those carbs Cheese instead. pizzas. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't see it. I think if if you do anything and not overdo one thing, I think it just, maybe it helps you, mm-hmm. you know, your body, you know, to take it all in instead of just, uh, you know, do one thing, you know. Like if you ate, people that eat meat every day, a meat and potatoes guy, you know, they're, they're in trouble in their 50s and 60s, you know. Mm-hmm. People that just have a moderate, you know, lifestyle and, you know, I think they're better off than doing, you know, like overdoing one thing. And I think people that just eat vegetables, <clears throat> I'm not 100% sure, but I I do have that little thing in the back of my mind that thinks that maybe, though, that's what we were supposed to eat. And that's why there's an ocean full of fish. Mm-hmm. Just eat fish and plants. Yeah. Yeah, because what we do to animals to eat them is not is, good. Is pitiful. Yeah. But you know, we grew up. It's a bridge I like to eat white castles. That poor white castle cow. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> but I like to eat them, and I just, I just would have a hard time going after all my life. Maybe if I could start over, and mm-hmm. my parents aren't cooking in that black frying pan chicken and pork chops and stuff, maybe I'd change. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't want to change now. Yeah. I like a hamburger. Yeah, I like barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> I like barbecues. I think that's all the reminiscence from all the pot I smoke. <laughs> I'm still hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think that cannabis is a gateway drug? You mean to other things? Mm-hmm. No. No. I think people do what they want to do. And, I mean, all my friends... M- 90% of them smoked pot all their lives and none of them went to heroin. I've met heroin friends, you know, and people that do do the heavier drugs, but all the friends that I grew up with, they smoked pot and drank. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> now I'm not saying we didn't do a line of heroin, you know, in our lives, but we didn't uh, turn to that. You know, and it wasn't because, oh, man, I feel like doing heroin for some reason after smoking that joint. No, it was just because somebody said, hey, I got some, I got some heroin from this guy. You wanna, he said, just do little bits, you know, and, and we would do it. Or, or you could put it in your joint, and we'd put it in a joint and smoke it, and it would mess you up. But it was such a total, it was such a strength, you know, like, I... Uh, I didn't want to feel that. I would want to put it in my joint every day. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it was way too strong. And angel dust, you know, we'd sprinkle. That was a mixture of heroin and whatever shit, cocaine maybe or whatever. I forget what was in it. But that stuff was, it'd make you dumb for the, um, the moment you were doing it, you know. So I think some the people I grew up with didn't like that. I mean, we did a lot of acid. That's what we did. Okay. I forgot to maybe bring that up. <laughs> only drinking and smoking. But we did, I did acid from the time I was in 
eighth grade <laughs> and freshman year of high school until I was in my mid-30s. Do you think that cannabis influenced the acid use? No, it no? just was once you did a hit back in the day, you wanted to do another one because it was so amazing. I mean, to me, but when we started doing acid, you literally could uh, take, I could grab you by the nose and go like this and your nose would, to me, mm-hmm. where acid changed after a while, just made you crazy and laugh and, and, and crazy things. But at first, when it first came out, you hallucinated. I mean, you wouldn't look like you right now if mm-hmm. you were doing, and I wouldn't look like me if we were both doing an orange barrel. Because they all had different names too, like names of songs, like okay. Golden Slumbers, and they all there was all sorts of different acids, and Orange Barrels were a popular one if you can get them. But you could, if you went outside and there was a bunch of cars going down the street, they would look like mushrooms or marshmallows, or they would literally not look like a car. <laughs> so, you know, if as long as you're smart enough to realize that it's a car, but Everything was like if you looked up at that thing there, that picture, mm-hmm. it would just start moving. <laughs> Literally, those things would start swirling around, and uh, everything was colorful. It, you know, and or you know, it could just all of a sudden turn to polka dots. You know, or it could, but uh, acid back then was so much fun. Like, I remember doing acid, I was in a bathtub, and I just got my foot up at the front, and the water was pouring into the tub, <laughs> and I clicked the shower, and I was looking at it, and, and it was just so funny, because you could see the water come out of the spricket, and you could see it coming at you, and it, was, it just didn't come out and hit you like you would imagine. A shower would, and it just slowly, and I was like, and when it hit my face, I was out of that tub, <laughs> dried off, clothes on, back out into the front room where everybody was. They go, what happened to you? I said, there's too much going on in that bathroom <laughs> in the water. You know, there's, and I just, and they just start laughing, but then you're got, you're done with that whole thing, and it just goes away. And like one day, uh, <clears throat> I go to this house after driving a 427 Camaro L88 home. Always took an hour to get off on acid. And this particular new acid that Sky came over, within 10, 15 minutes, you start stoning. So I take it and I drive in my girlfriend home. And all of a sudden, I get to her house, which is about 10, 15 minutes later, and I'm like going, oh, shit, I got to get this car back. And that next thing you know, I was doing 70 miles an hour down, you know, like just driving like an idiot. No, I mean, not really, just like, uh, just driving like it, because I was starting to trip, and I was like, Everything was just moving way too fast. And I, I did get the car home, and I, when I got out of the car, I was shaking. Because you can get freaked out doing acid, you know. And I was shaking. I was like, and I walked. My friends the night before had a big car accident, and Norman got 97 stitches in his face. And so I'm tripping now, literally tripping. And I walked to the house where everybody was at, where I knew they were at. 
and I was still, I'm knocking on the door because it was locked, and and I'm still freaking out. I mean, like, I'm, like, I'm freaking. And I, the door opens up, and my best friend, at the, you know, Rob, the drummer, he opens the door, and he goes, he's got Norman, the guy with the 97 stitches on his face, and he puts his arm around him, and he goes, hi, this is baseball. And next thing I know, his face looked like the 10th inning when the baseball shows up on TV in the 10th inning. And I looked at Norman, and he's got this goofy smile on his face with all these stitches in his face. And I forgot all about the car drive. I started laughing so hard I couldn't stop. We went in and just partied, and I didn't remember the car ride until maybe a day or two later. It all just, that's how acid was. It just changed from one moment to the next. And... And uh, yeah, do you that think stuff it can, is fun. Do you think it can be medicinal, acid or? No, I don't think people people should if they're going to do acid. I don't know how acid is today, and I wouldn't take one because I don't know if my heart could take it. Because mm-hmm. um, it, the last as acid finally started to move on, it changed from being colorful and everything. It just went to being just crazy, stupid. Things you would say, or people would just start laughing, like because you would always do it ninety percent of the time in a house with people. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be, but we would. If somebody wasn't doing acid and they wanted to take you for a car ride, you're like, yeah, let's go. You know, <laughs> that sounds like fun, and uh, and the weirdest things can happen when you're out doing acid because the littlest thing would be nothing, but when you're doing acid, like we. We're out driving in the car, and, and we pulled over, and we were smoking cigarettes on this bridge, looking over into a creek, and this is like at 1 in the morning. And somebody flicked their cigarette over, you know, to get rid of it, and a hundred bats come flying because of the heat. They, you know, didn't know it was a cigarette. They, mm-hmm. And they come flying and batting, and, and it, like us... We were back in the car that fast, you know, because it scared us, you know, it scared the shit out of us. And so, you know, acid was is something that you'd want to do. With friends. people in a controlled area. And, yeah, where you're not out looking at a marshmallow car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at that. Boom. <laughs> but I uh, know it, it, it's, it's, I, I did hundreds, I hate to admit it, hundreds of hits of acid in my life. Maybe that's the way I am today. Though, you know, who knows? But uh, I probably took 300 because I did them up until I was in my 30s. And from eighth grade, you know, you're talking the 60s until then. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, that's a long time and a lot of hits. But, you know, acid, you know, on a hit of acid, there's only like a, pin drop of the actual drug. You know, it's not like you're taking a spoonful of drug. You're just taking a pin drop of a drug. Mm-hmm. So who knows? That's not a lot. Um, yeah. So, but I'm not, you know, saying that's the reason it's, but it. I still, you know, if I go like that, a bunch of hands go like that. 
still today. So I have little things that happen that, you know, happen when you were doing, like if you did that, when you were on acid, your hand would just be a fan going all the way, all the way to the next room, you know. But now I just get from there to here when I see something like that go fast. But, and you get, every once in a while you could wake up in the middle of the night and have some weird thing. So, and they call them flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And that good night. Like one day I woke up and, I thought there was somebody coming down the steps and walking towards me. And I threw a pillow. I was just, I don't know why I throw a pillow, but I threw a pillow at it and it hit it and then it just all went to the ground. <laughs> you know, and then the pillow, I went to get the pillow and there was nothing there. Have you ever like cracked your back and it went up your whole spine and you re tripped? And what? And you re tripped, like you started tripping again? I don't know. Uh, I used to, I get my back cracked a lot, so uh, maybe I'll try and shut my eyes while I'm doing it. <laughs> do that again. <laughs> they, they say when you do a lot of acid, it can um, reside in the back of your spinal cord, so when you crack your back, it can make you re-trip. I don't know. I do know that they can tell a lot of what you did in your life from something in the back of the top of your spine. Mm-hmm. Right, they can uh, analyze it when you're dead. Don't want to do it now. Yeah. <laughs> when you're dead, they'll be able to take, do an autopsy and see all the acid you did. <laughs> Man, this guy is all jacked up. They better leave me alone. They can probably enjoy cutting me open. Did it make you, like, introspective or anything like that? Because some technology, they're saying that they could use, like, shrooms or acid as therapy. Was it just, like, visuals and that's it? Like, no introspective of, like, trying to figure out... You just out didn't have control. No. And you had visual, you know, and and even when it changed, it wasn't, you know, at one point it was cartoons all the time. Everything was a cartoon. But then it changed where you could still look at your friends and they might you know, wobble a little, you know, like their face might change. If they open their mouth too wide, it might open wider than you think. But um, <clears throat> all the, it just turned into a, a night of just, we laughed so hard one day, the next day you were walking around like this. Oh, because it Don't hurt. <laughs> make me laugh. Your ribs were killing us like, stop. It was funny. The funniest, you know, I don't know how you, I can remember things, but the funniest things happen, you know, in your life. Like, we go out, we went to these people's house and we partied all night long, finally slept and got up and, and then we get in my friend's car he he turns the car around and immediately out of the radio it went blood clot just them words and we like looked at each other like blood clot and then it didn't do nothing and then all of a sudden the radio went on to something else but still the first thing we heard was that and it's like you see things funnier you know, it might not have been funny any other time, or like right now if I went out there, you know. But it it did then. We laughed. We had tears in our eyes. We were laughing so hard at that. <clears throat> but, and what's funny about it? Nothing. But it just was funny at the moment that that was the first thing we heard out of that radio. I don't know. You so, might. 
out of all of your experiences that you've had, what advice would you give to anybody listening out there? You mean about drugs? Pot? Pot. And mainly. The future, yeah, or whatever. Hey, if you do it and like it and you want to spend money on it, do it, you know. If you do it and it's not your thing, don't. It's like anything else. I know people that don't drink, and I offer them my condolences all the time. <laughs> I love to have a beer and a wine, you know. But if you don't want to do it, then, you know, don't. Do you recommend, like, how much smoking? Because you said earlier, like, I would smoking. do it all the time like I no. did it. Not morning, noon, and night. You know, it'd be, it would be better to do it. <clears throat> people, we overdid it. If we get away to... You know, like till we were all together at night after work was done and everything, to have a joint together, you know, beer. That's, you know, I would suggest that would be more than, but we, I'm telling you, we, Debbie, our one friend, uh, she'd be in the bathtub in her bubble bath and we'd all be sitting in the bathroom passing the joint around before work. <laughs> and that's, we did, we smoked it from the time we got up and I, I don't suggest that. I would suggest doing it when it's a cool time to do it. Because by the nighttime, if you were doing it with your friends, you were already stoned anyway. Mm -hmm. So you really didn't get the benefit of getting stoned with your friend. Yeah. So it's probably better off to, you know, like on your, before you leave for the bar to take a couple of hits and go to the bar and have fun. Mm -hmm. But uh, to do it all day long, I, I wouldn't suggest that. It was too strong. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, awesome. Thank you for this interview. And uh, any last words? You might have to can it, you know, not even show this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, like I said, enjoy life. You don't need pot to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. But some people like it. Do it. I would if I could do it. I mean, I don't know. If I do it all over again, like I would maybe do it like at night. Mm -hmm. I would suggest that to anybody to save it. It's not something to ruin, you know, mm -hmm. get be like if you ate pizza every day. Well, that's what we did with marijuana. So, you know, you should just save it mm -hmm. for the nighttime when you can be with your friends and all is get up and get high together. Why be high all day? Yeah. There's things you might miss. Mm -hmm. That's why that. Thing that's wake up and smell the you know the roses. Mm -hmm. The reason people don't smell them is because they don't see them. They're just blindly moving down the street. And since I do my best to just see what's around me when I I smell it all the time, and I you know flowers and stuff. Mm -hmm. You just got to keep your mind straight and not think of things. Daydream, you know mm -hmm. about winning the lotto, you know, stuff like that, because it's a waste of the thought. And believe me, people say the same things in their mind all day long, you know, it chatters. Mm -hmm. 90, some of it's like the next day, 80 or so percent is the same stuff you were talking about the day before. Get rid of that stuff. See, wake up, you know, smell the coffee. You know, don't be daydreaming around. You won't stub your toe in the, in the on a big table that's sitting right in front of you and you walk by and stub your toe in it. Because mm -hmm. you're not thinking of what you're doing. Mm 
Yeah. You'd walk better if you were walking and go, hey, this is pretty cool. I'm walking. <laughs> There's a table there. We should and walk into that. <laughs> cruise right around it, you know, as smooth as silk. Mm. Yeah. So that's my final thought. Awesome. Well, thank you so much.